If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with co-host Catherine Brandt. I guess we can't screw that up with only three people today. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> and Andy Brandt Bernard. You could actually kind of see Andy if it weren't for your mic, we could see him. Um, a little bit. Well, I can hang the mic from the ceiling, maybe. Or you could lower it and uh, do it up at you. 90s it doesn't do that. Style. It's a it's oh, got a, that's right, it's a floppy. Me. That's Maybe right. if we get a screwdriver in here and reconfigure everything. We'll get it all figured out. So what's happening in the world? Anything good? I think a lot of good things are happening in the world. Like what? Ethan's having his sign language class, which he yes, seems he to like, and he makes a little art project every week. One day it was a strawberry, and one day it was a carrot. I'm guessing it's today. Oh yeah, last week it was fruit. orange. It's colors. Ah, ah. Yep. So the first week is red, then it was orange. I don't know what it is this week. I guess we'll see. When did this whole um, teach children how to sign language thing start? Because I know Fawn did it. It's fairly new. Um, it's smart. I mean, because kids are much better at waving their hands around and doing stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he signed for a long time. He would do more, and yeah. he still does. Please, when he What's says please, he goes like this. That's more. That's more. That's more. Yeah. And then this is. That's please. please. And whenever he says please, he does this every time still. And it's just is, like a. Replay. This is all done. It's all done. He did that a little bit, but not a ton. Yeah, Fawn was really good. She did poop a lot. <laughs> I think poop is like this. Ah, Jesus. Isn't yeah. it? Uh, it's this. Poop. What's this? I don't know what that is. Probably. Probably. I I don't think they're teaching children that. But but you you never know if they're in the school system. They might be doing that. I don't know anymore. I don't have any idea. But yeah, the sign language, I mean, it makes sense. It seems to be helping to a degree. Yeah. Depending on how engaged they are. He was never really super into it for a long time. Yeah. He was just like, I have to sit still for half an hour. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, he doesn't like that. Yep. Well, you know, it is, a, like I said, it's a really good idea because two-year-olds get so frustrated because nobody knows what the what they're talking about. Like, he he just walked into the closet and touched the vacuum cleaner and said, I, it sounded like emu. He says e for e-poon. vacuum. E-poon. I don't know. E-poon. E-poon. I don't know and he's why. like, e I'm like, vacuum? 
Epoon. <laughs> so you I, won't learn how to say that. Well, like I said, I don't know if they. It, it's like when you hear a foreign language, it sounds like something different to you. Yeah. So when you repeat it, and they're look, looking at you like, uh, not yeah. even close. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's kind of just what it's like for two year olds. So sign language is easier to interpret. That's true. And um, it, if it helps them from having a tantrum about something stupid, I'm all for it. It's all true. And help them just navigate through life. Because it's, uh, it's hard when you're two. Yes, it yeah. certainly is. Because you're curious about everything, but everything will kill you. So. Epoon. Epoon. That's all I have to say. Okay, i got to run something by you guys because I've heard of it before. What is 23 in me? What that is, is that? you, it's like Ancestry where you figure out your oh. DNA stuff. That's the one Melissa and I did. So you guys did 23 and Me. Yep. Yeah, we. I think we did it too. I don't think we did 23 and Me. I think we did another one, which I'm. I'm. Ups, I wish we had never done it because now our all of our DNA stuff is in some database somewhere. Uh, if they wanted your DNA, they could get it. No, but they sold it. Everybody, I think all those things sell it for information really? for maybe science or something that we probably don't want them to have. Well, then God paid them back because 23 and Me's fall from six a value of six billion dollars to zero. Zero. How it's worth does nothing. that happen? <clears throat> that thing was everywhere for a while, was it not? Well, I think people was... wised up and were stopping doing it because they didn't want their personal DNA out there. I mean, with AI and all the nefarious things that people can do on computers, they could take your DNA and set you up. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because we were talking about that on the morning show, and I can get to this afterward. But I am telling you, when I heard that Joe Biden thing that that they put out there which one him talking oh but, wow <laughs> that's always a no but what i'm saying is i there is no way i could have told that was not him oh the ai fakes and stuff like yeah, that the ai oh, fake. Oh, oh, oh i see what you're saying honestly god it sounded exactly like him yeah, some people sure said, oh there it didn't really it sure did to me maybe i didn't hear it as well as other people did but i would have thought for 100 percent that was joe biden talking yeah well those that hang on his every word and listen intently to everything he says and believe in him as the messiah they probably can tell that's probably true so i mean it's it's this ai thing is going to be a major problem isn't it well unless they figure out a way of uh stamping it as an ai produced so people can tell the difference. Well, they'll definitely make it illegal to make deep fakes in most countries. The problem is it only takes one country not to do it, and then people right. just go there and do it. So it won't exactly. really do anything. Oh. There are some people already, apparently, that are sending voice messages from little children to their parents saying they've been kidnapped and they need, yeah. Mommy and Daddy, you need to pay the ransom or they're going to kill me. Although, won't you, yeah. don't you know where your children are? But I'm telling you, if that voice is that close, I don't know, particularly since you're going to be very concerned about your child anyway, yeah. it probably, you'd be even more convinced that's really your child. I didn't know where my kids were maybe 10 times when they were growing up. And when it's one time Alex didn't tell me where she was, but I could mm-hmm. see her car in the mm-hmm. neighbor's driveway. Yeah. <laughs> So she didn't go far. Right. That's the other thing is these days you can track your kid everywhere. You give them a phone, you can track them. Or even one of those tags, those air tags. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very easy to know where your kid is at any time these days. Yeah. Just say you you have to have your phone on you at all times, and there you go. 
Yeah, and one time I didn't know where you were because you were hiding in the clothing rack in Target. I remember that. Come out and thought yeah. you were hilarious. <laughs> the last time you stuff. went to Target for I think three or four years. Funny stuff. <laughs> I just wouldn't take you anymore. Another time, had the family over for a barbecue. Andy went missing. We couldn't find oh, him, and then eventually God. he was found sleeping in his cozy coop. Yep. <laughs> Which that kid never. You never slept as a child. You never, never napped after like. I don't know, 14 months, you never napped. So to find you asleep was unusual. But yeah, that's when we lived on the farm and we lived on a river. We had a pond. We had woods. You could have, yeah. Oh, yeah, all sorts of stuff could have happened. All kinds of stuff could have happened. So yeah, you were missing for like a half an hour. We were all, there was like 10 of us running around trying to find you, screaming, Andy, Andy, (laughs) right next to you in the cozy coop asleep. Once a kid's asleep. There's like there's an age where nothing will wake a child. Yes, because like early enough. Well, it's like for the first six months they can sleep through anything. Yeah, you were you were in a stroller at Disney World, and a brass band was walking by in a parade, and you did not wake up. (laughs) And then from like six months to what, probably three or four years, everything wakes them up. Yes. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, they got like ten years where nothing will wake them up again. Right. It's interesting. It is interesting. You know, that was brought up, by the way, because they would have, like, conferences uh, back in the day, depending on who. Well, back in the day when Disney owned KQ, we would have meetings about this. And one of the things they always said, and this is why I was so concerned about that particular day, was they talked about the fact that the KQ morning show is now the highest rated morning show in America Everybody knows who you are, so you're going to have to pay special attention to your family. Yeah, fun. So for Andy, you know, a couple of weeks later going missing for a half an hour, I was very uh, absolutely beside myself because apparently these Hollywood figures, like when everybody knows who you are, they don't have any any privacy whatsoever. They, nope. Any privacy they'd be comfortable with anyway. You just you can't get far enough away from people, apparently. But I do remember that before, half an hour to find you. I thought, oh, my God, we just talked about this about a month ago with the people at Disney and how, you know, you got to watch your family, you got to watch yourself, you got to watch your behavior in public because everybody knows who you are. That that added to the problem quite a bit, actually. Yes, it's very uh, stressful being in the public eye in a lot of ways. I know everybody thinks that it's wonderful to be. Everyone uh, wants to be famous famous, until they are. Yeah. There's a reason so many celebrities are crazy. Well, that's true. That sort of that stuff, is true. like, I think it's it takes its toll. Can you imagine not being able to walk down the street ever? No. That would be Ugh. pretty much one of my worst nightmares. I would, I would really hate that. No doubt about it. I want to run this by you guys, too, because I don't understand what happened here. Five years ago, 23andMe was one of the hottest startups in the world. Millions of people were spitting into its test tubes to learn about their ancestry. Oprah had named its kit one of her favorite things. Lizzo dressed up as one for Halloween. Eddie Murphy name-checked the company on Saturday Night Live. Uh, 23andMe went public in 2021, and its valuation uh, briefly topped $6 billion dollars. Forbes anointed Anne Wojcicki, I think it's Wojcicki, mm-hmm. 23andMe's chief executive and Silicon Valley celebrity as the newest self-made billionaire. Now Wojcicki's uh, self-made billions have vanished. 23andMe's valuation has crashed 98% wow. from its peak at uh, NASDAQ, has threatened to delist it. 
uh, sub it's one sub one dollar stock. Oof. Yeah, Nasdaq won't list your stock if it's under a dollar okay. too long. Okay, so they are ripe for a takeover. So what uh, is an Ancestry.com? They probably will. They probably will just take it over. What? How would this go under? Because I haven't gotten to that part yet. It'd be interesting if you guys would know. How would you go from six billion to nothing? Well, either um, the board and the CEO and the CFO are squandering all the money, uh, or nobody's using it. It's right. usually one or one or the other. Well, another thing is, once you've done it, you've done it. Well, that's true. That's you know, I did it like God, yeah, ten years a ago, long time ago, and it's like. I have no need to give them any more money because I've done it. Well, with Ancestry.com, they're constantly um, contacting me saying, you have a records hint. You have a vital records yeah, hint. And it's usually do. about my um, uncles that were in the war. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, because they have a record someplace over in Europe and they've dug that up. I mean, they do a lot of research. So if you're lacking information about your family. I don't really need that much information about my Uncle Al because I know who he right. was and where he went or and what he did you. in his life. <laughs> but, you know, there are people that have found, you know, children that they didn't know they had. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Did we did we ever do that? You We never found any children we didn't You have. did Ancestry. We did, our, I did oh, 23 did and me. Yeah, okay. we did Ancestry.com. What did we find out? Uh, I found out that I am basically a product of a lot of traveling yep. around Europe and sure Russia are. and all yeah. over the place. Yeah, I found and out Alex is my sister, and Todd, I think, is definitely my uncle. So there, <laughs> there you go. So he must be in their database. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's the only um, Alex, and I, I think it's Todd, or it might be Tony. One of them. They're the only ones in there. Oh really? Oh, really? I have like very. I have almost no first or second like removed relatives at all on there oh that's interesting and yeah. then you are basically a product of germany and germany and uh, it's almost entirely german i can find out yeah i mean i've got i've got scandinavian in me i've got like i'm just really a mutt a little bit yeah oh and you're mm-hmm. gonna check my 23 tiny bit right of african now. i'm a little bit african well, we i think are. they got rid of that they got rid of my African ancestry? Yeah, because for a while there it was saying I was, I think, 0.2% North African, but now it doesn't anymore. Oh. Well, all people came from North Africa. Well, this irritates me because I'm sick of being hassled by the man. And Absolutely. No, I don't have any reason to No question to be. about it. Mm. So what would you find out, Andrew? I found out that I have to set up my Google login to continue. Ugh. I'm so sick of logging in. I, <laughs> I am. Well, while you're doing just that, I'll read Give me a this. thing. I just like give us those chips in your fingers that you can just press onto something. Oh, yeah, there I you don't go. want that either. Oh, here we go. Ancestry. <laughs> oh, you got it. Okay. I mean, it's not going to tell you anything about you guys specifically, but no. I am 81% German. You yeah. are. So it's almost all German. Yeah. So you are, must be half German. I think my mother from the Bohemian side was the one that was because Bohemia was a big uh, trading hub at one time. So people came from all over the place and went places to get stuff. And it was sort of like uh, the Amazon warehouse for Central Europe. Yeah, And I'm guessing that that's where I got all that. Yeah. I'm one-eighth Czech, which would make you one-fourth Czech, which would make your mom half Czech. 
No, see, she said she was never Everyone, Czech. She was always Bohemian. Well, I mean, Bohemia it was, is in <laughs> yeah, what go. is now the Czech mm, Republic. It was a different country at one time. It it's was, the yeah. Russians ruined that for everybody. No, Russians, mm-hmm. Americans, Chinese ruining things. <laughs> but yeah, if you add my German together with my Czech, 92, that's like 93%. German. German and Czech. German and Czech. So yeah. add them together, that's almost everything. And then there's like trace amounts, like 1% British. So, oh, like so I'm only 2% British. Because I was yeah. told my father was English, Irish, and Scottish. Because Barnard is a Scots name. Not I seeing any that. Scottish. Although I see 4% broadly Northwestern European, so generic European. Yeah, because I, like I said, I know Scotland. But you don't have a whole lot of English in you. At, at most, maybe an eighth. So you think you'd be Irish and, and Scottish? It says Irish and English. Apparently Irish and English are Irish. more related. They don't look Irish at all. And then Scottish people are more genetically distinct. But the name reason. is Scottish. It's different. It's Scottish, and it's but there's also a German definition or whatever. That's Bernard, though, isn't it? I, it can change. People, oh, I guess, when people yeah. came over yeah. here, they changed their names all the time. It all worked out in the end. That's all I know. Well, that's the stuff you can find in the records is when people n- did name changes when they came over. Yeah, see, 23 if, Me doesn't do that. Ancestry compiles all those, yeah. like all that, um, the paperwork and all the data oh, and everything. Yeah. That's why, yeah. um, well, that's how, uh, what the hell is his name? He used to work for this show. We're related to him. Dave, no, Pat Eberts? No. Why can't I? Sean. Oh, Sean, yeah. Oh. That's, Sean did Ancestry, and he found yeah. when the Bernards came over. So the Bernards were in England. Yes. But they were And then out. he, yeah, he got exiled to America. He was hunting on King's land. Yep, exactly. Yep. The king exactly didn't like that, right. so he was like, get the hell out. What, a Bernard not doing what they're supposed to do? What? And then what? That, that was like sometime in the, I think, early 1800s, mid-1800s. Yeah, that's about right. Mid-18. So that's like probably four five generations back from you. So mm-hmm. if, even if he was 100% English, that would yeah, be... Yeah, he'd be diluted. Next generation would be half, and then a quarter, <laughs> sign language. Sign language is going well out yeah, there, I hear. apparently. <laughs> yeah, really just screaming at the top of his lungs. He doesn't like it. He does not like Well, that's interesting to find all that stuff out, because do you think most people think they're things they're, they're not? hundred percent. Yeah, most think people think true. that they're descendants of the royalty oh, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You know, where, <laughs> when in really? reality, most people are probably mm-hmm. descendants of the village idiot. Well, we're all <laughs> yeah. we're all descendants of kings and slaves. Yes. That's true. At some point, because yes. we're all descendants of thousands and thousands of generations of people, and and back well, back when there were hardly any people on the on Earth. Yep, exactly. Yeah, we're all somewhat related, but we don't act like it. That is true. You know, I was just asked by a listener a couple of days ago, this kind of fits in in a way when you talk about ancestry and all the rest of it. You know, this whole reparations argument in America that, that people of color should be compensated for slavery and all that. Yep. I was asked by several people in this gathering, why aren't they going after Africa for some of that money? Because Africa doesn't have deep pockets. Well, the yeah. problem is... And Africa doesn't have white guilt. Well, Afri- yeah, Africa will tell them to go to hell. That's why. But... They're the ones who invented the slavery of Africans. It doesn't matter. But see, if it, okay, let's say you are a African nation and mm-hmm. you don't like some of the things that some of your people are doing, what do you do? You get rid of them. Yep. Right? You either have genocide, war, or you ship them away. Right. Um, and that's what people did back in those times. 
to get rid of a problem. They did harsh, brutal things to get rid of the problem. Right. And I'm not saying that anybody that was a slave was a, you know, up. They are not problem people, but depending on who's running the country, it could just be a regime that hated anybody with right. this kind of bloodline, right. and yeah. and so you were a problem to them. It it's just that's how things were. I mean, like I said, we're just a brutal, ridiculous, animalistic people. So amazing the Hutus and the Tutsis, and they're in North Africa, I think. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. Central yeah. Africa. Rwanda. I think are you talking about? <coughs> Yeah, uh, the Hutus and the Tutsis hate one another and literally kill one another. And the only difference in their appearance is one of them has a broader nose than the other one. Well, a lot of times it isn't even appearance. It's um, <laughs> it's, just, it's their religion or a yeah, bloodline. Yeah. Some king was mean to some other guy and they've hated them ever since. It's just, yep. it's amazing how we can hold on to ancient grudges and still just basically form victimization over it. Yeah, true. It's very true. All right, uh, now Wojcicki's self-made billions have vanished. 23andMe's valuation has crashed 98% from its peak, and NASDAQ is threatened to delist its sub-$1 stock. Wojcicki reduced staff by a quarter last year through three rounds of layoffs and a subsidiary sale. Uh, the company has never made a profit, and it's burning cash. So if they've never made never a profit, made how a profit. are they worth $6 billion? That's a big tech thing is they just, it's yeah. all Ponzi schemes. God. They subside on loans. So it's like, okay, let's say I have nothing. Um, I go to the bank and get a $5,000 loan mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. And I use that loan to lease a fancy car and a nice suit. So I go to another bank and I'm like, hey, uh, look at all these nice things I've got. Why not give me $50,000? And they're like, sure, $50,000 for someone with such a nice car. That's not such a big deal. Mm -hmm. And then so I use that and I use that to rent a mansion. And then I go to the next person. I say, look at my mansion. Give me $500,000 and so on. And that is basically what big tech has been doing for the past 30 years. Only it usually wasn't banks doing it. It was usually other people. Well, there's NGOs, there's mm-hmm. government funds, there's private investors. But it's it's well, basically just like the more money you have, the more money people are willing to give you. Well, there was a movie about that, how <coughs> how anybody, anybody with a tiny little tech startup, people were just yep, 100%. giving them millions because it was just so profitable. Oh, yeah. People would come out with these insanely awful ideas. And as long as it was like the hot button thing, because like right now everything is AI. People are putting AI in exercise machines and bicycles and stuff that it doesn't need to be in. And they do that because angel investors see AI and they think easy money. If it's got AI, it's going to succeed. So we'll throw money in it. And for a while there was quantum computing was one of them and... Uh, blockchain was a big blockchain, one. People were putting yes. the blockchain in absolutely oh, yeah, everything. Right. And if you put the blockchain in your product, you're going to get $10 million from some investor who doesn't know any better. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. 
Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The company has never made a profit. Is burning cash so quickly it could run out by next year. Silicon Valley's fortunes were built on the lofty ambitions of entrepreneurs swinging for the fences, even if most of them strike out. Mm-hmm. Well, Chicky, for her part, isn't giving up. She's sticking to her goal to transform 23andMe from a supplier of basic ancestry and health data into a comprehensive healthcare company that develops drugs, offers medical care. What, isn't that dope sick? I mean, that's kind of what happened in Dopesick, isn't it? Well, Dopesick, they were actually pushing a product that they knew was addictive um, and saying it wasn't. This mm-hmm. is, they're going to be using people's DNA to make vaccinations mm-hmm. and and uh, pills. So, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, but I guess when everybody was signing up for all of these uh, DNA samples, they didn't read the fine print and know that you're not going to own your own Results. God, that's amazing. Well, what's the other the other show then? That was it wasn't Dope Sick. It was the other one. Oh yeah, I know what but you're But the woman with of. the machine that was supposed to. Yeah, the uh, blood the? test lady. Yeah, oh, test, yes. um, oh God, why can't I think of it? I can see Elizabeth can... Holmes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, what was it was the Elizabeth the Holmes. Right. It was a one one show one title, wasn't it? One word title. It was called The Dropout. The Dropout, right? Oh, so such a terrible out. name because it doesn't. Well, sound it, it like is what a ter- it is. It is a terrible oh. name, but I, she was uh, obsessed with Bill oh. Gates, and he didn't finish college, right? And she wanted to be Bill Gates. She wanted to be Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. She even wore the mock turtleneck, yep. the black, and she tried to sound like him. She I mean, did? Well, look, she she created a company out of nothing, and that was nothing. And she was, yep. ma- yeah, she was raking in cash like crazy. Did she always know it was never going to work? No. At first, they were pretty sure they could make it work. Oh, okay. But then they were like, 
well, our investors want results, you know, next month. Right. And we don't have the results, but I know that if you give us three more months, we'll be able to make it work. So we'll just say it works now. Yeah. She's... And then once it does work, it won't be a problem. Yeah. And then she started faking the results that it did work. Yep, exactly. Well, the, uh, well, according to the movie, it did work once. And then oh, they never could replicate it. Yeah, that's, that's which the is thing. really they, crazy. She really did think it was going to work. She just thought that 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 she needed more time. So she was like, "Well, if I just fake the results now, eventually it will work. So right. you know, what's the real harm?" But then, of course, it never did work. So the, the harm was that you just defrauded however hundreds of yeah. millions of dollars. Yeah, and Walgreens gave uh, or bought a ton of the. Of the machines that she was actually faking oh, the machine, right? right? Didn't did she? That. Yep. She had a different machine in yeah. there and put their name on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty blatant. Yes. It yeah, well, like it. once you've defrauded a hundred million, you can't stop. You can't just like, come clean and say, "Sorry, guys." You basically the only way forward is to just keep on lying and hope everything works out for the best. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. She still has to prove the business can sustain itself. She's raised an additional $1.4 billion for 23andMe, but she's already spent 80% of that, oh. too. Almost sounds a little bit like uh, the dropout. <laughs> it really Almost. does, doesn't it? Almost. I mean, that is so. This story goes on and on and on and on. It's quite a long story. Uh, another blow to its brand, 23andMe, had a data breach this fall that exposed oh, non-genetic oh. information mm, non-genetic. of 6.9 million customers, highlighting the same privacy concerns that Wajiki once blamed for slowing sales and exposing the company to a class action lawsuit, which was filed last Friday. Yeah, but it, uh, it does. It goes on. Oh, her name is actually pronounced Wojizki. Jizki? Not Wo- that's Wo- too Jizki. bad. That's bad. Yeah, Wojizki. I would, uh, I would go with Wojiki. I got to be honest yeah. with you. I like the jizz part. Uh, <laughs> I can understand <laughs> that. But look at their graph. Look at this, Andy. Oh. Look at this graph. Yeah, that's called right in the toilet. Yeah. That's stock in toilet. <laughs> something yeah. must have happened, like specifically. Yeah. You think they pissed away a lot of money buying things well, for themselves? Well, how was she burning through all that money? I, I mean, what were they bought? What were... You're investing in your own company. You're buying stuff that tanked. I don't know what she. Well, she looks like she's about 25 years old, first of all. Why is, there you go. Why is 23andMe stock so low? It should give you a little capsule. Apparently it was just, it was that data breach that just killed them. Oh, okay. The data breach, 6.8 million people. And Uh, how, they cannot prove who did that. Usually you can't, no. God, that's so sad that they're able to do that without completely revealing themselves. Yep. They're given information, and you don't really even know who they are. Well, it can just be as easy as some employee with high um, yep. cl- clearance that's just disgusting. sold the, the information. You just don't know. So nobody knows where the $6 billion went. I guess not. Again, the headline, 23 and Me's fall from $6 billion to nearly $0. I'm surprised we're not seeing more and more and more of that. You think there will be? I don't know how long you can hold on to um, a concept that, like Andy said, it's a one-and-done thing. Um, obviously, she's figuring out how to market what they have, and maybe that will be successful. But it just seems like these companies get so overvalued because like, like we were talking, because it's tech. Mm-hmm. It's like, remember radio. 
At one time, radio stations were so overvalued, and all of these huge companies oh, just yeah. kept mm-hmm. buying and tr- almost yep. like trading them like you know yep. socks because they were getting so much money. And the CEOs and all, that one guy, he tanked the company and walked away with how many millions? Yeah, exactly. I mean, lots of millions. Lots of millions. Tens of, of millions. Yep. So I yep. mean, you know, it's it sometimes the board and the person that's running it they just make so much money to destroy something that it's worth doing you know so amazing about that i do remember the kq group way back in the day i was told by i won't even say who the owner was at the time but i was told the owner at the by the owner at the time that that uh, group was worth 400 million dollars yep KQ morning show and the other stations involved. $400 million. But they're all in bankruptcy, aren't they? Or just crawled out of bankruptcy? I think they're all constantly refiling bankruptcy. That's what they, I mean, that station at one time billed, I think, like $35 million. Yeah, for one station. And now it's like a couple of million. Yeah. Well, radio's radio's just, like I said, you milk something for so long, it's got to dry up. But I still don't understand why they didn't segue from hold on to radio and i know they do podcasts from that but why didn't they just podcast the whole show on radio and digital so people would just get used to going instead of just doing the highlights of the show or whatever because if they were in debt already they would have to invest more capital in something that they don't know anything about i i I guess and a lot of it is like okay we paid five million dollars for this radio transmitter so we're going to use it if, yeah, if we right. if we pivot over to a podcast, people might stop listening to the radio, and now we have this useless transmitter. Well, that's where they are now, anyway. Yeah, well, that's where they were going to end up, of course. Yeah, they but, were going to end up that way, anyway. So but why they, not just try and make the profit on our initial investment for another five years, and then worry about it? Because most most yeah. companies aren't even wor- they're not worried about the future. They're worried no, about that's right. this next quarter. Mm-hmm. It's very very true. I don't know. It's in ways it's. It's a little depressing, but, you know. Uh, did you hear about the, uh, you know, Byron Allen? Who? Byron Allen, talk show host, Black Man in America Today. No. Oh, he's that guy who, who just sues everyone all the time. Oh, is he suing people? I didn't know he sued what, people. That's all he's done his whole what career. What talk show is he on? Um, Byron Allen, media entrepreneur Byron Allen, is throwing his hat in the ring. He wants to buy Paramount Global for $14.3 billion. What oh, is the well, name of that show? That's a lot of money that, that guy does. What is the name of the show that Byron Allen, his, his show? No, no clue. He's done clue. a billion of them. Yeah, he's done a billion shows. We had one big one. It's still on the air, and no he hosts it. He's like the king of... Um, Trashy daytime TV. Yes, that's oh, exactly see, right. I don't watch daytime TV, so I don't know who he is. Yeah. What is the name of that talk show? He's always got like comedians on it. It's a bunch of comedians. Mostly now he does a, a black version of it. Black, black, it has a different name. Black is used in one of the names of his, the intro to his show. But I, Byron Allen. Yeah, I, what show made Byron Allen famous? That's probably a good one. That's probably a good one. It's probably that one. not help me at all. It didn't? Real P- NBC's Real People in 1993? No, that wasn't it. But I do remember that show, too. Oh. I don't know. I, don't, uh, it doesn't I really, really just it's don't just so have, much, I have no clue who he is. It's produced so much garbage, we can't sift through it in time. Well, Metro entrepreneur Byron Allen's uh, throwing his hat in the ring for uh, Paramount Global, the home of uh, CBS, Paramount Hollywood uh, Studio. I asked, matter of fact, this morning, it was reported, I believe, Kristen Burt reported it, and it might have been a little earlier, too. But I know that he's going after Paramount. But will he get along with Taylor Sheridan? 
Or will he not want, want oh, somebody I like Tyrrell? I wouldn't Tyrell? think that he would like... Well, it's a, pro, it's a profitable series. Right. Anything that Taylor Sheridan does seems to get good viewership. So it does, maybe yeah. he would keep that. I don't know. You yeah, I don't know. know. This, what is happening right now? Is it just flat-out greed that's happening in the world now? Yeah. Has it always been that way? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's really kind of sad when you look at it that way, though, isn't it? That that all these things, 23andMe goes from $6 billion to nearly $0 because <laughs> they didn't pay attention to what they were doing or something happened there. Something happened. You got Byron Allen putting out all these trashy, horrible shows. He ends up becoming a billionaire. Well, look look at daytime TV. People watched it, and you know it was very popular. I mean, yeah, the, the Jerry Springer show, ish. <laughs> oh God, he made so much money off of he that. He died, too. didn't he? Uh, I think so. I think he. Died, I think I think he did die a couple of years ago or something. I mean, like it that. was a terrible show. Yes, was, he died people, last year. Yeah, people year. acting like complete maniacs and fighting on stage, and yep, uh, you know, but people liked it. I mean, he, he made a lot of money off that show. Yeah, it's so funny that you bring that up because I was just thinking, you remember, of course, Paul Majors mm-hmm. was at Channel 11 for a long time, ended up moving to Los Angeles and working there. He's retired now, but his older brother, Ron Majors, was at Channel 5 forever. Then he went to Chicago, and he's, I believe, retired now as well. But um, those guys used to do these stories about you know this, that, and the other thing, and I kind of lost my train of thought because I was just pick, trying to picture them both in my head, <laughs> oh, and I did. I know I could tell you were, you were like what the hell trying to remind myself about? of what I was talking about. Mm. No, there was something that really, really locked into that story. But uh, whenever I do that, when I try to no. picture somebody in my head, I focus so much on what they actually looked like. You know, the last time I saw them, that I lose my train of thought. <laughs> I'll figure it out I again. I lose my train of thought all the time, so. No, I mean, it just... Uh, a lot of times, if I have three tasks to do before I leave the house, I have to just keep saying the tasks yeah, over and over before I, before I move on to something else. It's called ADD. No, I, I cannot remember anything. I never have been able to. You can remember a ton of things. You just day-to-day stuff. That's yeah, the, that's short the term, challenge. My short-term memory has always been horrible. Well, now, this might be good. It looks like it should be good news, I think. Mm-hmm. Where are interest rates headed? What to expect from the Fed meeting? Officials are set to uh, leave rates unchanged, shifting mm. attention to what clues are offered about potential cuts. Unchanged, so 6 to 7% for a home loan is, is good? Yeah, honest to God, they... Uh, it's not good. I, I mean, thought, it is historically good. Is it? Well, but people are used to, you know, 2 to 3%, 4%. Yeah. You know, 6 to 7% sounds terrible. Yeah, that's why a lot of people we were, aren't selling their houses if they locked in at a low rate. They're like, I'm not moving, even if they want to move. I, they're because no, it makes a huge difference in your house payment. Well, yeah, one percent on two hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. That's, yeah, two hundred thousand dollars won't buy you a pup tent no, in a these days, homeless encampment sure anymore. Won't. So I don't know. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. 
That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Well, they moved it, so there's all that land that's open. Oh, now. in Minnesota? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, they, they found a dead baby. Oh, cool. Yeah, found a dead baby, mm-hmm. yep. And, then, and people are great. upset about them moving uh, these people out of here. I, I mean, I'm sorry, but... You've got dead, you've got corpses in your living area. I don't think that that is sanitary. They had an outbreak of some sort of stomach flu. It's not a well-run situation. Well, There's a reason again, why people have indoor plumbing and um, yes. sinks to wash your hands in. Well, plus the fact there are places for them to go stay in rooms that have beds in them. They have food in them. They won't do it. I'm so tired of the excuse that these these poor, poor people, they can't get, you know, they can't get a break. There is so much money being poured. I think California spends something like 200,000, maybe even more on every homeless person. That lives on oh, the street. It, it is sure more. They do. They do. And it, yep. they, if they don't want housing and they just want to sit on the, I, I mean, I know this sounds harsh, but if they just want to do drugs and they don't want housing, then I think that they should be on their own. I, I don't 100%. think you should keep enabling drug use. No, if they don't want help, don't give them help. And if they want help, I understand that they don't want to go into shelters because they can't drink and they can't do drugs. They cannot. That's true. And if you give people shelter that are drinking and doing drugs, you know what's going to happen. There's going to be fights, deaths, uh, all kinds of bad things are going to happen. ODs in the shelter. And there's you know sometimes children in the shelter. They shouldn't be subjected to people ODing in a shelter, right? Right. I mean, I, I think that they should, in my opinion, if I was running a city, I would zone drug use areas for people to just it's like i don't know like a walled area and say you want to do drugs you want to overdose you want to live in filth you have to live here you can't live in all the parks so other people can't use the parks that we all pay for i mean there's a park right across from where jude goes to doggy daycare there's a ton of homeless people and they're constantly Mm -hmm. high screaming you know there it's a small park it has a little swing set there's never any children there playing no, they because can't be. they can't. No, they can't be there. They can't be there because of all the drug use. It's just it's not it's not fair to the drug addicts and the homeless people, and it's not fair to the people that live in the neighborhoods to have the way things are going go. It well, needs to change, and it yeah. has to be harsh for a while until people get used to a new thing. Because feeling sorry for people is not giving them the power to get out of their situation. It's it's not right. No, I agree with you completely. Look, I, I mean, we all go through situations. I was never a big drug guy. You know, I tried smoking pot for a while, but I didn't like inhaling the smoke. So I gave that up after a year or two when I was in my teens. I was never, I tried LSD once, tried cocaine once, didn't like either one of those. Well, either one of those didn't, neither one of those drugs had to be real because neither one of them did anything. It didn't affect me at all. Yeah. 
So I was mm-hmm. never a, either that or I was never a drug guy in the first place. I never saw the wisdom of, oh, I'm going to buy this drug off the street and trust this guy and has given me what I paid for. shoot it up in my arm? No. Yeah, I'm the yeah. same way. I would never do that in a million years. Not a chance. But, you know, full, full uh, reveal here. There was a time about 12 years ago because I used to drink a lot of beer and wine back in the day. And then I kind of caught the drift that I should probably not do that anymore or, you know, maybe this person in my family wouldn't live with me anymore. So I went, okay, and I just gave it up. Am I just lucky that, you know, because I didn't drink an alcohol for 10, 20 years, whatever it was. A lot of people probably couldn't quit at that time, do you think? No, they can't. A lot of people can't. But it was never a problem for me once, once we Well, decided. I don't, you were never... Um physically addicted to it it was no. more of an emotional anxiety self-medication situation like for i you. should drink today as a matter of fact because people are driving me nuts today but other than that but it didn't help it no, doesn't it make the anxiety nope. go away right. it makes everything even worse yep and so i don't know what it's like i cannot judge drug addicts because i don't know what it's like to be addicted to a drug including alcohol which is not a drug it's an intoxicant but i was never addicted to it why well, is that? Why are some people, Because is it the level at which you go after it? I think you become physically addicted. I think you first start yeah. self-medicating, and um, that's still an addiction. Um, but when you physically drink so much that your body can't go without it, you yeah, get the DTs, DTs and, and mm-hmm. you do right. brain damage and all that kind of stuff, that's a whole other level. But it's still... I mean, there's a lot of people that are going, uh, I don't know, of your generation, Andy, and, and the next that are kind of not drinking. Yeah, that's true. Alcohol and especially like major al- alcoholism mm-hmm. is seems to be falling out of favor for whatever reason. Is it because um, marijuana is legal? <clears throat> like, mm, it could be, but I don't know. I mean, the boomer generation is pretty famous for that, too. Being yeah. high yeah, all the time, the right. hippies and everything like that. Well, I think that might be part of it. Is you know, I mean, I we had I we had a lot of friends that were they were partying hard all the time, yep. and yeah. I think that your kids, like my dad was an alcoholic, and I never drank around you kids when you were little. I just never did it, and I didn't drink very much at all because I did not want you to see me act like my dad did. And my brother Terry also, he never drank around his kids because he did not want that for his kids. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's just, you know, that boozy, drunk, gross parent thing affected your generation. I don't know. Well, I think that's a big part of it is the reason a lot of people drink is to basically self-medicate. Right. And for a long time, the reason they self-medicated was because they had been drafted and shipped off to war and gotten messed up and they had to come back right and now they have to be civilians again like a lot of the vets came back with drug addictions more so than alcoholism. drug addictions alcoholism all huge among vets Mm -hmm. um and especially like your dad's generation yes like so many men were shipped off to go you know fight on the beaches of normandy and yeah Hand-to-hand combat and all that crap. Going through the bombed-out streets of London and finding survivors and stuff like that, that'll mess you up. But we haven't had a draft in, what, 60 years now? Something like that? No, no, it hasn't been that long. There's some talk that there's going to be one. Maybe 50. I think it was the late 60s or early 70s when the draft went away. Uh, Let's see. Final draft call was in 72. So almost, almost 50 years. 
was so Vietnam. A little yeah. more than 50 years. Oh, yeah, a little more than 50 years. A little so, more yeah, than 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been 52 years, and that's, you know, that's two generations right there. It is. Yeah, and no question about that. They never had to deal with it. I mean, the other thing about that is, and that, that stat, I think one of you guys reported that on the show last week or whatever, now, because of the open border we have, and they keep arguing over it's not open. Yes, it is. Every, anyone who wants to walk in walks in and have brought with them now, and this was on the national news, those people coming over the border freely just walking into the United States, they brought enough fentanyl with them to kill every single American. That's a lot of fentanyl. That's a lot of fentanyl. Federal government, why would they care about that? Uh, exactly. So why, are, why is our border open? And here's the other thing that was brought up on the national news last night. America's border is open. And by the way, northern and southern, it's just that southern is where most action is. But a lot of people have been coming in through the northern border as well. They don't even talk about that. But they're coming across our borders. And yet we, as a country, fight for European countries to keep their borders safe. Yep. So we'll cover, we'll protect their borders, but not our own, because there's too many votes to get and too much money to be made by opening our. It pretty much is about money and votes. That's what it's about. Well, if anybody actually pays any attention to anything, Biden does have the authority to stop this right now. He does. Yeah. You can you can read it. You can go online and you can read what the laws say. He has the authority to do it, but he keeps on saying that he doesn't and he needs more money for the Ukraine before yeah. he can yep. do anything about the border. So he's just holding the border uh, situation hostage so he can get what he wants. Well, so, and I'm sorry, but Americans are suffering from this. Cities are suffering. Um, Texas has been having this problem for ever since Biden became president. And everybody was just like, oh, you know, Texas, they're just all a bunch of rednecks. They're just all a bunch yeah, of Republicans. It it's Texas. mega crazy people. <laughs> yep. And then when it finally started hitting their shores and their cities, all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, we don't want this at all. I know. But they already, they put in to place laws to harbor and give to anybody that says that they uh, need sanctuary. So <laughs> now that they're being called on to provide for all these people that are coming into their cities they're like oh wait a minute maybe this wasn't the greatest idea right so i mean people in chicago are very upset people in new york are upset there's um people are uh, i think dc's having problems california i mean that's just like i don't know whatever's going on in california they're just like their own little country over there but um it's not it's not working and i think that enough politicians that are mayors and governors that start speaking against the fact that Biden is lying. Mm-hmm. He's just blatantly lying about this. Um, I'm, that might hurt him in the polls. That might hurt him well, in the but, election. But that's why he's bringing all these people in, because every person that crosses that border is going to be given the right to vote, and they're all going to vote Democrat. Um, yep, 100%. I don't know if they're actually going to vote that's not um, what I heard. Well, I guess if they do, then the cities are just hosed and they're going to have to quickly change their laws. I don't know. I don't know. Every, uh, there's a lot of chatter about just get out of the cities, don't live there anymore. It's yep. just a Sounds disaster. Things aren't going to change. Um, no, the cities are ruined. Any cities that's being affected by this kind of thing, it's ruined. It's a too lot late. Of, a lot of people that have a lot of chatter about how they're trying to replace regular, hardworking Americans with voters that need to yep. be on the dole forever. 
That's what they want. And yes. I don't really understand that because if how how are they going to make all the money to start all the wars and launder all the money if they don't have people working and paying into the system? Well, because half of the people running things are old and will be dead by then. Yeah, so they don't true. care. Oh, they just want to stay in power until they die, and then once that once they're dead, what is? What does it matter what happens to America? Well, it seems like politicians live to be 106. And it they sure does. <laughs> in office for do, 70 yeah. years. A lot of them do. I don't know. We, we it just It's very depressing to get up and read the news every morning, and people are just doing it. Look, the number one thing is it's yet another thing that can separate us as people. There's you know pretty much the far left and the far right now, and the rest of us stuck in the middle. We're just screwed. Because they're making all the decisions on the far edges, and we get no voice in it whatsoever because they, they stack the deck, just like they do it. They are stacking the deck right now. There's no doubt about it. And how that's being allowed, I will never understand. Because the voters have been allowing it. They've been voting in people that stack the deck, and they won't stop because it's their team. Yay, go us. But how could you support someone that cheats to win? Once again, we win, we get what we want. Yep, it's and about for most, power. Yeah, for most women, it's just about transgender rights and abortion, and they don't care an- yep, about anything else. literally the only thing that the they world care could about. burn, mm-hmm. and as long as they get those two things on the ballot every time, then they're happy. But I have a question for you. So it's abortion, and what was the other one? Transgender rights. Transgender rights. They got them already. What more do they need? They want to keep them. They, you know, when, when Roe versus Wade got overturned in the Supreme Court and it went to the states, oh, yeah. that was a huge blow to the uh, abortion people. So now they've got that topic to dwell on in yep. every election. It's a from constant now fear on. campaign forever. Yeah. They're going to take away. They're going to force you to have babies. They're going to chain you down and breed you like a cow. That's, That's what, what these people saying. actually believe. Well, they and, do, and yeah. some states have taken away a lot of abortion rights. And whether you like abortion or don't like abortion. Um, that is up to the states to decide. And if your whole existence is to have abortion rights, then you're going to campaign and vote for people that are going to keep that going for you. So, uh, you know, when you're a single issue voter, you're easy to control. Yes, you are. Well, that's exactly it. I don't have a single issue. Maybe that's why I'm not easy to control. A lot of people are. That's the thing. They care about one thing and one thing Mm -hmm. only, and they literally, they would let the entire country die if it meant getting their one thing. Yep. See, here's what I don't understand. How many was that, what, 20 years ago when Cliff Siegel became a woman, came Lauren Siegel? Uh, About 20 years ago. Probably around then. Yeah, Yeah, it's been a long time. And we had him on the morning show reading the traffic and doing the news and all the rest of it and talking about, you know, talking about what it is to be transgender. Then we had a a woman to man and a man to woman transgender come on the show, talk about what, and this was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And at the time, nobody called in and said, what are you doing that for? What do you have that? They thought, hey, that was really interesting. We hadn't even heard about that before, whatever. I mean, we, well, Tevin just brought it up the other day. He said, Tom, I remember sitting on your show 15 years ago, and Philip would be there, I would be there, and JB would be there. There'd be three black men on your show, and I would pick up the newspaper and see that you're a racist. (laughs) It's like, see, this is what we're talking about. You can do everything that you think is the right way, because I thought, hey, you know, let's find out what, what being transgender is all about. 
let's find well, out. You were, yeah, you were supporting your friend. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'll support my other friends. Philip has been my friend forever. JB has been my friend for 30 years. I've known Tevin for at least, 50, what, 10 years, 15 years, something like that. Sure. I'm supporting my friends. I don't give a damn what their skin color was or their sexual orientation was. I couldn't care less, but see when they can use it to, for, to, you know, as a form of power, that changes everything. It does. It's unfortunate that people are such lying scumbags. Well, you can basically use any topic and, yeah. and turn it into something that's fear-mongering. You, you can just yes, take anything, can. and people will, sadly, they'll fall for it. Well, and again, the, the proof that I had that was all bullshit and it was never true, because I have still have people to this day, matter of fact, it just happened yesterday, I got a call from a person that I, can't, I still can't believe they did that to you. And I'm like, yeah, I know, and you know, I talk about it once in a while, but not very often. But, I mean, it's just a situation where if you want to become a woman, you want to become a man, it's none of my damn business. I, whatever, you do what you need to do. Your skin color, I couldn't give a rat's ass less what it all means. But when it can be used politically, boy, it has real power, doesn't it? It does. All right, we've got two minutes left. What do you want to close on, happiness or sadness? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Let's go with something positive. Is there anything positive in the news, Andy? Do you have anything positive? Catherine's looking. Let's see. There's got to be something break. positive out there. <laughs> One positive thing to close. It's unfortunate, but we do have to talk about these things because these scumbags, and I, I'm sorry, but most people in power now are guys who weren't good enough at being an attorney, so they became a politician. Yeah. I mean, that's basically that's what we're stuck pretty with. sad. It's very sad. No question. Um, I like the fact that that UNRWA is being Defunded by most countries. By most countries, yeah. United U-N- Nations something something. R-W-A. Relief and Works Agency for Palestine Refugees in the Near East. Yeah. Wow, that is a long name. I, well, they, long they name. found out that, uh, I don't know, a ton of employees of the UNRWA, 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 were operatives of the uh, of terrorist organizations. That's correct. So... I don't think I don't think the United States has withdrawn from funding it yet. I think they have. Oh, I they thought, did. I thought we did. Andy, would you check? We can close the show by finding out. I think they did pull funding. They froze U.S. spending for UN in Gaza. There what you go. What does that mean? Oh, does it mean no, that they they froze a tiny, tiny amount? Oh, that's it. They, they froze three hundred thousand dollars. That's it. Yeah, apparently, yes. instead of the millions and billions, more than ninety-nine percent of the dollars approved have been sent. Yep. So yeah, no actual. But a lot of other countries have just said nope, we're out because they're it's it's an infiltrated organization. Are we going to have to move out of America? <laughs> Where are you going to go? Oh, there's nowhere to go. There's the nowhere problem. to go. This used to be the land of the free and the home of the brave, and now it's the land of the greed and fame. Well, I want to be famous and I want to be greedy. Ugh. Yeah. What a great way to end a show. What do you think? Yeah, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I hope Wednesday you're not. To you. Suicidal after listening to this show. <laughs> That's kind Yikes. of negative. Yikes. All right. Well, well, we try to find some shows are fun and happy and other shows. You, I mean, literally, I saw one positive article on uh, every news site I went to. That was about it. There was one article that was positive. And that's about it. So wow. we'll talk to you It's tomorrow. an election year. It's going to be. Exactly. Yep, it's it's exactly. going to be, be uh, crap news until after the election. Yep. And then we'll start the whole thing over again. That's exactly right. (laughs) Yay! Go America! All right. Well, we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.